Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, everybody. This is Jeffrey Hazlett. You're going to love this show. I'm telling you, this is an exciting show. We're going to be talking about billions and billions of dollars, how you can build a brand of you. And that's what we talk about in the show. And I'm talking about names, big names. We're going to be dropping names everywhere. This is going to be sound like a, like a Hollywood celebrity party by the time you get done with this show. And it's all about taking a brand and delivering on that promise. My next guest has based his career as a CBA, the Chief Brand Accelerator. Now, Bert Ullman is the CEO of Celebrity Lifestyle Brands and has worked with some of the most iconic brands out there. In fact, we share offices together in Damon John, the Shark Tank. That's who we. That's how we got to know each other, and I just love him, and you're going to love him. It's going to be great. He put together one of the largest celebrity deals in history, that $3.5 billion, not talking about B, billion-dollar deal involved a one-time super couple of Jennifer Lopez and singer Mark Anthony. In fact, those guys aren't together anymore, so maybe he can go do it again. I don't know. Maybe with the new one. I mean, her new husband, he's pretty famous, too. So there's some stuff there. So we talk about the importance of having a brand, his latest book, and the change in the landscape all around branding and making money off the product of you. So please welcome to All Business, Bernd Ullman. Okay, the first question I got to ask you right off the bat, how did a Norwegian get to the States and, and then become famous with branding? All right, so it, it's kind of a classic, it starts with a girl. <laughs> <laughs> it always starts with a girl, doesn't it? Exactly. I mean, all good stories start, it starts with a girl. Yeah. Or it was a dark and stormy night. It, was, it was, the other honestly, one. it was both. Was it both? It was really was both. <laughs> so for, first it was a dark and stormy night. Yeah. Okay, so... I went to school in Copenhagen, Denmark, where I started Scandinavia's first home delivery of pizza. And the, well, let's stay, let's back. What year was this? Oh, we're back in the early eighties. So. Early, and there was no pizza delivery. Did not exist. You know, we I, we had that in the states. I can remember Randy did. Pizza Barrel, Randy's Pizza Barrel out down there, Ellsworth Air Force Base, and my good friend Tim Franklin was a driver. L- listen, my very first business trip ever was. As a student at the Copenhagen Business School, I flew from Copenhagen to Baltimore in my first kind of visit to the United States to check out the pizza truck. Well, Baltimore, of all places. Now, Baltimore was not the pizza capital of the world at that time. But I had no idea. So I flew to Baltimore, checked out the pizza truck, which was way too expensive, flew back to Denmark and said, oh, my God, it's way too expensive. And we proceeded to create our own. Yeah. So that's a whole separate thing. So now. So what was a pizza? I, I got to ask you, what's a pizza truck look like? I mean, can't you just, I mean, today it's just like in a cardboard box wrapped in some kind of cloth and then they bring it to you, right? Listen, this is a whole separate story. But yeah. back then and certainly in Denmark, food was something you prepared at home. Right. So at the very least, you had the obligation to bring warm foods. Yeah. There was no great insulation, et cetera, back then. Yeah. So we created a truck where we actually hardwired heating ovens into the truck. Oh, my God. And then we transported the pizza inside. Did they heating. cook at the same time or they just kept them warm? They kept them warm. But it yeah. was like this, you know, massive heating contraction. I can just imagine these pizzas shifting as someone turned uh, right too sharp or left or whatever. Listen, it was, it was a disaster. And, I, you know, that's not what you asked me, but I tell yeah. you, quite a quick digression here. So I, I learned one of my very first real lessons 
when we launched. So, cool. you know, Norwegian student going to Copenhagen Business School and in Denmark, pizza was Italian. Very compelling story. Right. So I leveraged a compelling story. And by the way, name of the company, Pizza Pronto, because guess what? In Italy, when you answer the phone, you pronto. say pronto. Pronto, yeah. When something is coming fast. Pronto. Coming pronto. Yeah, right. It was pure genius, right? That's Here good. I'm studying marketing. You know, mm -hmm. I was pretty pleased with myself. Had two pizza trucks with a name and massive phone number of the side of the trucks. And I reached <laughs> out to the only, the only paper that delivered on the weekends. This is the 80s. Yeah. And it was a great story. They took pictures. They came with the crew. And I had barely launched. I said, okay, I'm done. This thing is going to come out. Okay. You, you stand back. You're ready to be the pizza king. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I had already anointed myself. I'm the pizza king. Yeah. Certainly of Denmark, possibly at least of Scandinavia. It's the yeah. first you know, home delivery of pizza. You're, you're thinking Finland. Here I come, uh, right? You know, listen. <laughs> <laughs> the world is now my oyster. <laughs> then the paper comes out, you know, and and... We normally would open at 3 p.m. Well, guess what? People get their papers in the morning. They opened the paper, they saw the picture, saw the phone number, the phone started ringing. By 10 o'clock, our phone lines had shut down. Crashed. Completely right? crashed. Yeah. Well, you gotta remember back then, I mean, the kind of phone systems wow. that we had. Yeah. If you had a massive numbers, you had these trunk lines, things like that. It's not like digital today, right? right? Completely shut yeah. down, right? Yeah. By 12... It was rotary phones back then, too. Exactly. Yeah, on top of it. Yeah, no, are you kidding? We, we have emergency lines up and running. We have friends and family helping up answering the phone. All right. Then pizza truck number one breaks down. No. Oh. Then pizza truck number two breaks down. Oh. Yeah. So we delivered soggy, cold, sloppy pizzas three to four hours after people called for them. Non-pronto. Oh, so non-pronto <laughs> and so not appetizing it was yeah. just so learned a phenomenal lesson though yeah you know i went out there i did this whole thing and you know you, you better be ready so yeah. you get one shot at making a first impression yeah that's, that's it. it that's it you and, don't get another shot no you might be able to get some people to come back to you but most people know oh we turned yeah. out so many people yeah so if it wasn't for the fact that home delivery of pizza is such a damn good idea yeah i would say we would have been out of business before we started yeah but anyway, that was the pizza brontos. And now let's get back to your question. Well, yeah. It was a dark, stormy night. Yeah. So after all of that, and after I got a little bit too big for my bridges, the girlfriend at the time kicked me out. Mm. One of my buddies has gone on, you know, we went to Copenhagen Business School together. He went to, to the States. He went to University of San Francisco. He comes back and he looks kind of pretty much like he's been kicked somewhere too. It's like his girlfriend kicked him out. So we felt that, you know what? We deserved a trip to Ibiza to feel better about ourselves. So we went to Ibiza mm -hmm. and on a dark stormy night, a couple of weeks into our trip to Ibiza, after plenty of libation, we were saying, you know what? We are the only two guys of everybody that went to school to have our own businesses. If we were to put you know, our minds together, we would be un unbeatable. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was in home improvement. And then he says, let's start a business together, but I don't want to do pizza. It's like, oh, the yeah. shock. And I, you know, I could yeah, do- well, Yeah, what do you got to offer exactly, now, right? Yeah. Exactly. So I was like, well, I don't want to do home improvement. Which yeah. That was, was like, my only trump card. Was <laughs> exactly. That? Yeah. exactly. So now we're like, hey, we're not doing pizza. We're not doing home improvement. What are we doing? Yeah. And we're looking at, like we're wearing clothes. So we decided we're going to start a clothing business together. 
So the yeah, dark. But you didn't know squat about clothes. Nothing. Other than just you wore them. Nothing. We wore right? it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Did you, what was the brand? Did you create a brand around it? So what we did was actually, I knew a couple of guys that were in the clothing business. Mm-hmm. So when we came back from Ibiza, I called and said, hey, you know, we are looking to, to start this business. Could you make an introduction? And we ended up getting two more guys in. We're all Norwegians. So we formed the, the powerful company, Nor Partners, because we were yeah, Norwegian. Nor, but Nor, really, yeah, 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 yeah. Really yeah, in, yeah, in Vikings, yeah, all Vikings. All yeah. Vikings. And then the guy that I started this with, Fred, or through this, is Norwegian name. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah Fred's so, not his Norwegian name. No, right? no. I what is it, Freud? F R O D E. Yeah, you, Freud. Yeah, kind yeah, of. You know. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Would you call it fraud? No, not fraud. <laughs> fraud, call it fraud. fraud is not good, but, not it, good yeah. but it goes with the name. Yes, what was the name of the collection? Yeah. So we had no idea, Norwegian partners. Yeah. We imported lemon. We brought lemon to the U.S. market. We, had, we didn't know what the lemon was. Okay. That's yeah, good. so here's fraud. Right. My, my partner fraud with lemon. Yeah, that's uh, good. Okay. That's how we started. But anyway, so. How, so, did, that, how did that business go? You know what? So uh, it, <laughs> we were. It you was, didn't die. No, it was <laughs> a combination of being lucky. Yeah. And, and, you know, not knowing what we didn't know. Yeah. And it, we did phenomenally well. We, we kind of shut out and we hired, you know, some reps and they knew their stuff. Overnight, we were doing, you know, well north of $10 million. Wow. And growing. And this is back then. This, I mean, that, that, I mean no, that's good money. It was I mean, a, well, it's good money today, too. Let's be clear. If someone could do $10 million today. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know look, I've run billion-dollar companies. I you have, too. I know. And you're the $6 billion man. I mean, it, when you think about this, uh, ten, I don't care where you're at. $10 million, $10 million. Yeah. No, it was great. Yeah. So I, and and, and I, love, I have a couple of business right now. I love what they do. Exactly. Yeah. But so and I learned another lesson because so, get what? So very quickly on this business, Nord Partners, right? For all intents and purposes, we felt so we had just started to dabble in something called factoring, you know. So yeah. in inventory financing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those guys don't they don't really know what's up you know this is us thinking yeah because yeah. uh, we're the smart yeah we're the lemon guys yeah exactly we're the smart lemon guys fraud and lemon we're yeah, you know yeah. we we know what's up so here we are a startup without any real market in the, in the u.s in no. the u.s no, yeah because you guys no, sorry, you, you, I, I skip i fast forward right. the concept was hey he loved the u.s he wasn't ready to come home yeah i moved over yeah. so you know i kind of skipped a little went a little fast he was living in san francisco Originally, we were going to start there. He started to look into it, and he came back and said, "You know, turn out that kind of the the clothing capital appears to be New York. New York, it is. yeah, it's not it appears to be it still New York. Is. Yeah, still it, is New of York. course, it's hundred percent." And then he said, "But you know, I like the West Coast better, but LA is a lot better for fashion than San Francisco." We we're like, "All right, so we we'll start." Which it is. Okay, LA, you can get by. There's a lot in LA. Hundred yeah. percent. So we were like. Okay, let's yeah. start Nord Partners in LA. I went a little fast there, so yeah, yeah that's all right. so I moved to LA. In 1985, I I moved and started. Man, that, that was a that that was a premier time for a young guy to be living in, in L.A. It, it was. I mean, you talk about sex, drugs, and everything else. Right? It, it was I mean, all of the above. Yeah, it was unbelievable to yeah. be a bachelor. Be, that was before L.A. became Silicon Valley in a different way. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. A whole different kind of meeting uh, right that's, there. Oh, that's going to get me points. That's going to get me in trouble. I'm going to get. That's going to hurt. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> but I'm telling you, yeah, yeah. So it was phenomenal. So yeah. we, you know, here we were bachelors. We had uh, our own house in Los Feliz. Did you ever go? Did you ever go to the Playboy Mansion? I went to the Playboy yeah, Mansion. Yeah, see, that would have been a cool time. Many times, was, uh, you know, many I, times. That would have been awesome. No, it was a crazy time. Anyway, yeah. 
Yeah. So, but now, so the, how did you get into the celebrity side of this? I mean, you've got yeah. so many celebrity clients. I talked about that on the intro. I mean, we're sitting here in the offices of Damon John right now because sure. you and I work with him and we decided just to do it here. Yeah. But, so, I mean, how did you get connected with all that stuff? So again, it's not like you pick up the phone and say, "Hey, let's go to celebrities." <laughs> right? No, you're right. But I, although you can kind of do you, that, you you kind of could, right? Yeah. It turns out that you could. So between you know everything, kind of is connected, right? It started yeah. with the pizzas and the story, and then moving from from the Copenhagen. Journey. You know, it's a journey, right? Yeah. Now I'm in LA from LA, and I didn't finish that story. The very hard and fast ending to that is, yeah. we knew better than the factors. So these startup guys you know, from Norway, eventually we were carrying 50% of our own paper. Oh. Uh, yeah, and then the market changed. Yeah. Then there was- yeah, that's not good, folks. For those of you who are listening, you don't want to be carrying that much paper. That means you're holding that, you're a loan shark. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're really carrying a lot of money. I don't say it like that, but, yeah. no, but no, no, my no. point is that's that's your money out of your pocket. That's not it. good. You want to be using huge, other people's money. Huge risk. I Massive talk about exp- OPM, OPM, yeah. other people's you know, marketing, you know, yeah, other yeah. people's money, right? hundred percent. So that's kind of just to come full circle on that story. Yeah. That's really what happened. Did you lose so, it? Oh, we, we lost everything. Yeah. As I said, the business grew and it was phenomenal. We had yeah. one year where we got new house, new cars, new motorcycles, new showroom, new office, and new girlfriends. New girls, you're saying new girlfriends. Of course, you had to, because we had to upgrade. Things were really great, so we had to upgrade. So anyway, we did all of that, and then, of course, we didn't know squat, and then the market turned, and we had opened LCs, and the vendors in Italy drew down on the LC, and the rest, the rest is kind of history. Right. Back to Norway to get grounded. And by the way, people think about LCs talking about letters of credit. Yeah. Right? So yeah, sorry, a lot of people don't know yeah, that yeah, the yeah. business don't know what. Just want to make sure we educate. Yeah, you yeah, as you yeah, go. yeah. Of yeah. course. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. So, so now let's bring back the celebrities. So all of that happened. Enter next girl. I met a girl towards the end of that. Since she's my current wife. Yeah. You know her. I know her. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And she came. There's your best acquisition. Right was, there. That really. <laughs> both of us. A hundred percent. By by far. And went back to Norway, took a couple of years there. She came with, and then we moved back and then we moved to the East Coast. So now I'm here. Mm-hmm. And now to say, okay, where, what's the kind of story from there on? Well, I worked at Donna Karen and opened uh, 85 flagship, flagship stores for Donna Karen. Donna Karen was enough of a kind of prestige brand. Oh, yeah. She was, you know, very, very best friend is Barbara Streisand. So all of a sudden there were kind of celebrities percolating. And with that brand, there was a lot of access. There were a lot of people that wanted my division. You know, I ran international, open 85 flagship stores, and basically probably took that division from around 40 million when we started to around 250 million when I left. How many I, years? So that was in a little short of five years run. Yeah, that's big. It was great. Yeah. It was a great time. So, and now, you know, because we're actually going to come full circle. You said we're sitting here in Damon's office. Well, from Donna Karen, I went to a startup called FUBU, yeah. founded by a guy named Damon Jones. Now people shark on Shark Tank. Yeah. And I was president of FUBU International back in the day. Mm-hmm. Damon has graciously kind of credited me with taking that company or being part of taking that company from, you know, under $100 million when I arrived to over $400 million when I left. And again, more exposure, because this is back in the day where MTV was actually playing music videos. Yeah, right. We created a position here. We had a person employed whose sole job was to know where 
the next hot music videos were going to be filmed. And put your stuff in. I put our stuff. They had. They went with. Did you pay for it? Or did no. You, back they, then. You, back then, you didn't pay for it. Didn't you really, pay. It was before uh, product placement. Right? 100%. Yeah. We would go with literally bags of fresh gear onto the sets. Yeah. And every single artist that was in the video would put on the stuff. And there would be you know, three, four, five hits in a row playing, and all of them were wearing FUBU. It was unbelievable. Yeah. C-Suite Radio. So name some of the brands you're working with today. You got, you got the, the, what's that, Skinny Bitch Gal? What, 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 you got her, right? <laughs> yeah. Skinny Girl. What's that? Oh, Skinny, I'm sorry. Skinny Bitch, like Skinny that. Girl. Yeah. Okay, sorry. No, she's, well, she's kind of a, I, you know, she is, right? You know, no. I, but you I, like her. I know you I, like I, her. I like her. She just kind of comes off really rough. I, I think you need to know her. She just has, <laughs> she, no, but I actually. Don't we say that a lot about a no, lot of no, difficult no. people? Hey, yeah. we just, you just really need to get to know Trump. <laughs> You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a, if you just knew Trump, you'd, you'd, you'd be all, oh, it'd be okay. Uh, listen. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. <laughs> all of I that know. is true. Okay, all of that is true. Let me just say, she's no accident, okay? Yeah. She oh, really is. Yeah. She's really savvy. Yeah, she, she seems, well, she seems like, I, I've never really? met her. I've met some of the other folks, the housewives and yeah. stuff, and I've met them, and I know them, and I've employed a few of them. Yeah. But yeah, you can tell that. Okay. She's sharp. Yeah. Really, really sharp. And I mean, and it is great. And ultimately, you know, what I focus on now is brands and brand building. And really what I do is, is I open really new new product verticals and, and create how, how new you, revenue streams. Well, I watch you work. You know, I right. see you, you and I are friends. We, yeah, we hang out together. But you see it really quick. I, I watch when, when, you know, people come and pitch you or talk to you, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, nah, I'm not interested. I can watch your body language and, you know, figure it out real quick. Nah, that one's dead. That's got the shroud of death all over it, you know. But the other ones you like, whoa, that's pretty cool. Like yeah. I introduced you to a guy here recently just, yeah. you know, because you and I, both of us, if for those who are listening, we have people come to us all day all. shooting us ideas, yeah. shooting us things. I know this guy. I want to do this. I want to create this TV show. And we, we know within seconds, uh-uh, this yeah. is dying. This yeah. is dead, dead on arrival. But there are a couple like, no. And I remember running into a guy who was talking to me, and I go, oh, you, you got to be burnt. And you yeah. were right there. Right. Right. Uh, uh, so what makes a great idea? What makes it what makes it where you say, yeah, that's a that's a brand builder right yeah. there. Yeah, or so, you and you, you actually turn the term cheap brand accelerator. Right. Yeah. Right. I love that. Yeah. No, thank you. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. No, it's cool. So that's really my team that's calling me the chief brand accelerator. Yeah. Because to a large extent, that's what I do. Yeah. You know, I, I take someone's personal brand or a regular brand and, and kind of put it on steroids. Yeah, can a lot of people think about brand? I always call it a brand is nothing but a promise delivered. So you have to have the real stuff first. 100%. Right. So, if, you know, like Pitbull or the skinny gal. Uh, what's her name? Bethany. Bethany, Bethany Franklin. Yeah, Bethany Franklin. You, you see her, you know what it is. Right. You get it. Okay, that's it. Yep. And that's cut. It's cut like that. And that makes sense. 100%. And, and uh, you know, and you asked another question earlier, but just very quickly, just to speak to what's the power of brand and, um, and why brand? Yeah. Really brands is kind of in my mind what allow you to create real wealth it, it's great to do transactional business i'm mm -hmm. all for anyone that can transact right but if you don't have anything that sets you apart in the mind of the consumer so if 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 your product or your service if there is nothing unique about it no discerning factor which is really the definition of brand yeah. in the mind of the consumer if there's yeah, it's nothing value. It's time exactly, to value. Yeah. exactly well then if you have none of that you're left to compete on only one thing, and that's price. price. Exactly. Price, price, price. And, yeah. and as I often say, you know, if you're left to just compete on price, you'll find yourself in a debt spiral race to the bottom yeah. because 
there's always someone, you know, a little more desperate, a little more needy, willing to work on a lower a price. Bit, a little stupid. It yeah. could be too. Yeah. But, but it doesn't matter. That becomes your problem. Yeah, totally. Because you have nothing else that sets you apart. So that's why I love brands. And then the other thing is, once you have a brand, when you have something that sets you apart, well, that builds trust, it builds loyalty, and, and you know, and, and ultimately brand equity. And it does two things for you. Number one, you will do the same. You know, you're still transacting, but it will allow you to do better business. You can charge more, have healthier margins. Mm -hmm. You get the loyal following of your brand. They know where to find you. There is a destination. They'll seek you out. You get recommendations. A lot of positives in your day-to-day -day business. And secondarily, you create additional value because the brand becomes an asset in and of itself. Yeah, that it, brand equity has a value. You know, there's a, a friend of mine as well, Gene Simmons, with Kiss. Sure, I mean, he, he's probably one of the best marketing minds. He really is a good marketer. You know, but sometimes I look at what he's done, and he's actually, he's nurtured the brand, but then he puts it on everything, right? right. I mean, he's got underwear. He's, sure. got, he's even got a coffin. You can get a coffin. Now, I thought that was ridiculous until you see some of the fans. Right. They want to be buried in a Kiss coffin. Why? I don't know. But, you know, they like that. So there's a nurturing process that comes with that right? 100%. And yeah. now going back full circle, just to finish what we just started here, going back to Skinny Girl, just take that as an example. Bethany was not exactly rolling in dough when she was cast as one of the housewives no, on she, Real Housewives of New York. Right. Not at all. Yeah. She was a working gal. 100%. Yeah. Created the Skinny Girl brand while on the show. Yeah. Getting paid to be on the show, creates the brand, Smart marketing did mind. She, did she think of that while she's, you know, like, look, I've used the Celebrity Apprentice show and a couple of others where I've built the brands inside the show. When we say she's savvy, mm -hmm. she's savvy. She said, so hey, she, I'm going to go build something while I'm on that. Absolutely. Which is a real smart thing. I, you know, I tell people, sell you, sell the company, sell the company, sell you Yeah, with well, the brand. You even said, you know, I think you said, I think I've heard you say, if you didn't say it earlier today other people's platforms. Yeah. It's not oh, only yeah. other people's money. Oh, yeah. Other people's platform is yeah. the next, so she did that, right? Mm -hmm. So that's Bravo's platform. She built it. But here's, here's the kicker. She then sold. So she created Skinny Girl Cocktails, Skinny Girl Margarita, and she sold. But not the company. There was not Skinny Girl Company. Not the whole brand. She sold the alcoholic beverage rights only. Of that particular so, product. So just Skinny Girl alcoholic beverage. Just mm -hmm. that IP right. And she sold to Beam Centauri for $100 million. That's yeah. the power of brand. Can you create me like a fat guy brand? Like a, let's, let's say like a but, fat guy with bacon. Let, listen. Let's come on, brother. We can do that. Bacon's <laughs> hot. We can. But the other thing about great brands, they have to be authentic, credible, yeah. and aspirational. So number one, but all uh, you're, are... you're not the fat guy, so that's not credible. <laughs> And, and I don't know how aspirational it is to be fat. I think, no, but know. maybe we should come up with like big guy or something like that. Something That's like that. Or cowboy or yeah, cow exactly. cowboy somewhere. I'm working on some stuff like that. We yeah. should talk about well, that. I would that like guy that. believe in. Yeah, that I do too. I, I mean, you look at all the specialty uh, scotches, whiskeys, oh, yeah. the whole you know craft market for beers. Yeah. I think there's a lot of room for a lot of products. And obviously there yeah. is. Yeah. What's so, the biggest mistake someone makes? You know, we got about three or four minutes here. Uh, but what, what's the biggest mistake somebody makes with their brand? Yeah. So I'm going to answer that and answer your previous question. We never, I never answered when you said, what's a good idea and what's yeah, not a good idea. Yeah. And, and it's the same actually. Yeah. So, cause oh, cool. if, you, if you go to market and you're not solving a problem, mm -hmm. the world does yeah. not need another product. 
Right. We, there's no one that needs anything else. So if you're not addressing a need, if you're not solving a problem, if you can't answer very clearly and distinctly to what end or why does my product or service exist, you probably don't have a real good reason for being. Well, but even someone say, well, you don't need another shirt. Well, you need another good looking shirt. You need another good looking this, right? I mean, but that, again, that's the so, problem but, it's solving, right? But, but so that's the problem you're solving for a specific audience. Yeah. So that's again... I don't think the world needs another shirt, right. but, but it's entirely possible, for instance, using our example, that the world might be very interested in a shirt that has a certain kind of cowboy theme. Yeah. There's a certain audience now yeah. that's affluent, might want to portray a certain lifestyle, because again, why are we transacting? It's about emotions. Always we, we, about, yeah. That's, you know, yeah. powerful brands. How does it make you feel? Right? Yeah. Of course. It's always about how to make oh. you feel. So, so, you know, if, if you can deliver the right message. Let me ask you a question. Is, yeah. there ever, is there a brand that you've always wanted to work with and never have? You'd go, oh, man, if I could have got, maybe a different way of saying that. Is there a brand that you would have loved to got your hands on and then change? I mean, like somebody came to me and tried to get me yeah. to do Polaroid, you know, mm-hmm. after uh, yep. Kodak. Yeah. And I said, no, I'm not interested in that. Right. But, you know, yeah, I understand. Cool. No, there are a couple of really cool brands. Yeah. One cool brand and, you know, and they are struggling a little right yeah. now with relevance. Harley Davidson. I, I just think that's, to me, it's a really cool brand because it's a message of freedom. There's like a really, yeah. there's some, you know, it's a rebellious message and all that, but their audience, their demographic seems it's, to be, age, they're aging oh, out. It's very aged. Yeah, yeah they're aging out. Aged. They're, so I, I was with the mayor of Sturgis for the Sturgis bike rally and he's, they're talking about the fact that that's a real issue. Yeah, That's definitely an issue, yeah. but it's such an iconic brand. You know, but that, that'll really have its resurgence again, I think. I mean, it does. I mean, you're, you're saying, hey, is, is there a brand? Enough, I mean, you know, that, it was that's, big in the 50s and 60s, great right? And then it yeah. died for a while and then came back. So I think it's a great What's brand. another one? Well, the, the reality is, you know, since, and we didn't, it's funny, we didn't speak a lot about celebrity. Yeah. I, I've done a lot of really big celebrity deals. So I've seen the power of celebrity. Name some of the names. All right. So, you know, uh, you, you covered maybe some of it in the yeah. intro, I think, right? But yep. so. Jennifer Lopez and Mark Antony, oh, right? Yeah. That, that deal was a three and a half billion dollar deal. Do you have like J-Lo's be- phone, phone number? Do you have her cell phone? Come on. Not seriously. anymore. Not anymore. Not okay, anymore. I just have to I, ask. I, I, that would be cool. I, I, would, I was going to ask her for it. Yeah, exactly. No, I had it. <laughs> and she's married now. So, listen, I, I've been in J-Lo's closets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, there you go. <laughs> I've been two, for spent two days in her closets. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the, give, give me one of the big projects you're working on right now. It's coming up. So, well, I'm, I'm working on, you know, with Damon, that's what yeah. I'm doing here, working on Catherine Seat-Jones, yeah. Hollywood royalty, right? Mm-hmm. Married to Michael Douglas. Yeah. And, and quite frankly, really coming out and coming into her own. I mean, it's, it's she's it's a classy gal. Fantastic. Yeah. And, it, and it's a lot of fun. And quite, we have signed. And she's a lot stronger than just saying she's Michael Douglas' wife. Oh, right? hell no, yeah. she's not. Right. No, that's yeah. not her claim to fame at all. Right. That just happens to be an icing on the cake. Yeah, right. That's just an added bonus. Yeah. You know. They are a cool couple. They're attractive. No, yeah. she just uh, landed the Fendi campaign uh, mm. globally. Yeah. You know, for they have a purse called the Peekaboo, you know, uh, whatever, sure. yeah. you know, but it's a gorgeous campaign. It's the Fendi brand. But that's not really what we are focusing on. We're building her brand. Right. And we have over $100 million in minimum guarantees already for her in various product classifications. I love that. Yeah. So, so that's one really cool one. And then I was just uh, at the CMAs last week. 
mm. because three, you know, you were talking about cowboy and yeah. country. Oh yeah. There's some really fun stuff coming out of that community. So, you know, there's a couple of guys that are doing their own whiskeys and wines Absolutely. and tequilas. And I, I, there's a lot more that can come out of that. That is a loyal fan base. Oh, great. You know, it's like a, uh, it. a NASCAR loyal fan yeah, base, yeah. Same, kind of similar things. Very you could do a lot with that. hundred percent. Hey, brother, we're going to have to have you back because this uh, is, we didn't even get into the stuff. We have so much fun. And you, every time you and I get together, we have fun. Yeah, for sure. But it's, it's unbelievable. You're, you're just, you're just crushing it. Your book is, I said, this is where the, not millions are made, billions are made with your right. book. So get, make sure everybody, I, I talked to you about that in the intro, make sure you go get that. And you want that, you want the opportunity to do it. So what a pleasure to have you here on the show. Thank you so much for having me. All right. I, thank you. I, I really, that's awesome. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about the things I learned. And I'm telling you one thing I learned today, and I, it was a real great reminder, was that brand elevates and gets you wealth. Gets you wealth. Talk about value. So you want to build a brand. I always talk about this. I talk about it all the time, about a brand is nothing but a promise delivered. But if you make people want to have that promise and you deliver it and you deliver it in spades, diamonds, you, you get diamond. That's what Bert told us today. So don't forget about that. So you want to ask yourself to go pick up his book, The Billion Dollar Blueprint, Seven Steps to Building a Brand and Accelerating Your Wealth. Because listen, tell you, you want to be the chief brand accelerator. That's what I learned today. So thanks, everybody who's listening today. Don't forget to tell your friends all about the show. It's been a pleasure to have you right here on C-Suite Radio. This is Jeffrey Hazlett on All Business with C-Suite Radio. I'll see you next week. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.